0: Sin Hip Hop Show on ninety point seven. I am your host Henry, and we got Jeremiah here. And we have a very special guest on the line. We have the lovely Sarah Connor. Sarah, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing excellent. How are you guys?
0: Good, thank you. Good. Um, straight off the straight off the top, um, how did yeah. you get into hip hop and rap music, and what inspired you to get into making it yourself?
1: Um, probably what like took me from you know listening to hip hop music and you know really really kind of getting out and then also getting involved kind of in the Sydney scene um, was I was at a university and I saw a battle and I was like, cool. Um, unfortunately, I was just never very good at battle rap. So
0: <laughs> yeah. for me,
1: I, I tried to just, you know, kind of direct it more into, you know, lyrics and, and expressing myself. And it it took me a little while to kind of take the plunge from, you know, going from being a supporter to, uh, thinking that I could be an artist Confident confidence to kind of get up and and perform.
0: And um, so who were some of the artists that you like looked at and were like Oh, I would love to do that?
1: Yeah and, and it's, it's really interesting you know currently like one of the people who I always idolized um, was Roxanne Shanté. She's now got I think a TV show coming out. Her not only her music but you know really her life story and um, everything is something which has always really captivated me and, and motivated me. When looking at the kind of really earlier influences, someone like her, you know, when I look at Australia and I look at, you know, just the rise of, you know, the hilltop hoods...
0: Yeah, um, definitely.
1: From their, ..from their early days and um, to where they are now and, and really being on an international spectrum, probably, to me, the most striking person in the whole landscape is, is Briggs. Um, oh, definitely. You know, I think he's someone who's completely and utterly turns the game on its head and just change the game entirely. So they're, they're people who, know um, yeah, constantly look to for what they're, what they're doing and what they stand for and, and for the music that they make.
0: Yeah, Ooh. and that, that actually, like, leads into my, my next question. Um, I see a lot of artists, when I talk to them, they say they make music to escape. And then there's a lot of artists say they're like Briggs, where they, they make music to be really in tune with what's going on socially. And yeah. really, hip-hop has always been, like, critique. When you make music, do you, do you do it to escape or do you really just want to be in tune and express your feelings kind of like venting?
1: I definitely can't see it as a form of escapism in that sense, but I guess anything which you love in life is always a form of you of know course, yeah. of escapism yeah. from you know from having to do the things that you don't like, you know like going to work or something. Hip hop is a genre that you can't separate from the the reality, you know there's a lot of people who are like, "Well, hip hop is my life." You know, particularly exactly, yeah when when it's, you know, been really instrumental to a lot of things like civil rights movements, yeah um, you know, people's rights and things like that. Those people they don't get to escape that on a daily basis. They don't get to escape the difficulties that the world presents to them. They've got to live it. So for them I think hip hop is also not really a form of escapism, but it's it's a tool for them to confront the rest of society. So
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Cling back to the, you know, hilltop hoods rising onto that international level From Australia which was initially a place that people didn't really look at for Um, hip-hop how do you think with the rise of so many young artists out there right now how do you think the Sydney scene specifically or just anywhere in Australia is looking?
1: I think the important thing is so many people in the early days and and to some extent maybe it's almost a a fundamental flaw but so many people in the early days in hip-hop in our country you know looked at it and looked at developing their sound to really demarcate themselves and make them identifiable as Australians.
0: Exactly. You know, yeah. that
1: can be a double-edged sword because in many ways, a lot of people yeah. have said, well, that's created, you know, this kind of Aussie, you know, predominantly white hip-hop sound. Um, whereas what I think is so amazing now um, is that there's so many young artists who are just like, I don't really give a damn about that. Yeah, I mean, that's not yeah. what I aspire to be. I've got no intention of just thinking about, you know, local identity. I'm, I'm only thinking on an international scale. So... I think there's a lot of amazing people coming out of all different cities in Australia, Um, you know, particularly places like Melbourne and Brisbane. Mm. Um, Brisbane's really on the rise but I think absolutely have the potential to just take things straight to an international market.
0: Definitely. Um, And yeah, talking about that, like um, the increase of popularity in hip-hop and like, Diversifying. I wanted to quickly touch on you with Jumanji Festival, which is kind of marketing itself yeah. as a top-tier hip-hop festival in Australia, and yet it yeah. was recently they've been slammed for not having any female artists. So I kind of wanted to talk to you as someone who has mm. really been seeing success as a female in hip-hop. Yep. Um, what are, like, What like is your stance on that? What are some of the trials and tribulations you've had to go through to really make yourself seen?
1: Yeah, yeah, so... Um, you know, I was really lucky uh, uh, recently to um, perform at a perform at a gig um, where the promoter indicated that they, you know, are really dedicated towards making a conscious effort to include people not just women in hip hop, yeah. but also um, other communities such as um,
0: LGBTIQ
1: um, as well artists, and that was something which I found really motivating and. Um, you know, recently I've you know been thinking about this issue, and now that it, I'm getting to the level where you know we can be artists that ask for money, that we can be artists that you know refuse to you know will, will not pay for not play for free. Um, you know, re- reminds me of you know a particular gig I did you know a couple of years ago where I pulled the largest crowd and put on one of the best kind of sets of the evening. Yeah, and they literally forgot to pay me out of the money that they pulled from the door. So they gave me the change.
0: Wow.
1: So they, and I was the only female. And, you know, I was also really lucky that I had, you know, male friends who were artists as well. So, you know, people who I consider, you know, close to me and who, you know, really support me as well. Um, And they're just like, oh, yeah. So, like, basically every act got this amount of money tonight. They didn't pay me, so they gave me the change. So I basically got you know, significantly less than every other person yeah. that got an equal split of the door for the night. Yeah. Um, and there are things which I don't want other young female artists um, or you know, even artists of other different backgrounds who may not be as represented in hip-hop at the moment um, to ever have to go, to, go through where they're, where they're undervalued. Yeah. And I therefore think if you don't provide the opportunities no one's ever actually going to grow to be a great performer. If you don't actually give people an opportunity to get out and perform in front of big audiences, on front of big stages, um, they're not necessarily going to be able to
0: Yeah, definitely. And, like, as hip-hop grows in Australia, like um, we mentioned, and there's more, like, different types of people getting into it, you know, like, there's more female artists rising, there's more from the LGBTQI community. Um, What can we do as, like, kind of like a grassroots movement? So people, like, in youth radio like us and an artist like you, what can we do together to, I guess, tackle the promoters and the men to really make sure this is what needs to happen for us to grow?
1: So I think, um, you know... (laughs) Hip-hop has always been about having a voice, and, and we have voices. So, you know, I always encourage people that if someone really likes someone's performance, you know, let the promoter know. Yeah. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Even if
1: it means if you've come to see a particular person on the bill for the night, let the person on the door or the promoter actually know, well, actually, I'm here to see this person. So yeah. they know that the people who are paying to come through the door are as a result of that person. And I think, I think it's also really... Important. Just always be mindful of some of the negative behaviours that that still go on in hip hop, and, yeah. and you know, support um, members in the community when they when they call that out. Um, yeah. Or you know, even you know, not everyone's necessarily comfortable calling things out publicly, but you can always you know give someone a gentle reminder if their behaviour is not supporting growing the community and, and diversity as well.
0: Yeah, and um, just um, leading off with something with your voice and it, we're going to talk about your single Just Breathe. Um, so do yeah. you think you could um, give us a little bit of history about how that song came about and how you collaborated um, with someone like Alpha Mama?
1: I wrote I wrote Just Breathe at, at a point in my life, and it was very, very different to everything else that I was writing and thinking I'd have to put on an EP and have to put on an EP that would sell um and one of my friends another artist out of Sydney um MC Izzy um actually said okay when I played it to him said that's what I'm talking about and that's what you need to keep doing you need to you know forget about trying to please a particular audience and speak your truth mm-hmm. so i guess for me it was my truth yeah. at that point in my life um you know i had i Basically, I had a hook that needed singing, and um, Alpha Mama was, um, you know, a wonderful mentor at that point in my life, and, um, you know, to some extent, not someone that I'd necessarily seek out and be like, hey, you know, can you sing? Because sometimes, you know, you're a little bit shy or embarrassed to ask someone that you look up to. And she actually came forward, and she's like, hey, I'll do it. You know, she's like, just tell me the time to turn up to the studio, and I'll and I'll be there. <laughs> That's awesome. And she was, and she was amazing, and she was reliable, and she really came through with the goods on that one.
0: Did you find that putting your truth out there like you've done with this single and really just doing what's true to you opposed to what the masses want to hear, was that yeah. kind of, did that induce anxiety or was that kind of like fulfilling? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, so we, we have had a consistent problem every time we drop anything of trolling. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
1: so even um, any time we kind of release a single or something like that, there's always huge anxiety around what's going to kind of um, pop up and you know so it's something but it's just something that we're mindful of and we kind of move through
0: just just as someone who has really been making so much noise in the industry for these like younger artists coming up what is some advice okay. you would give
1: probably know your rights yeah um, you know I think that's that's a really important one and, and also yeah. not to not to sell yourself short you know and I mean like sometimes we'll still perform if you know it might not you know, for example, we've got a, a charity event coming up tomorrow night yeah. um, and those things are really, really important and a really important way to um, you know, give back to your community. But also know your worth and don't be, don't be afraid to ask for it because often you'll always find You know, if you ask for it, you'll get it. Yeah, um, yeah. But if you don't ask for it, people won't come, come forward with it.
0: So we're going to get into Just Breathe just after this. Cool. Um, is there anything you've got planned that you want the people to know about?
1: Yep, we've got some gigs coming up. Um, tomorrow night in Sydney um, at Oxford Arts Factory called Anti-Up and then we've also got another gig um, at the Red Rattler on the 31st of March as well and um, stay tuned to our website for April because we do have some really exciting uh, kind of events coming up in April um, which we can't talk about yet but uh, soon we will be able to.
0: Perfect. And um, where can we find you on any sort of social media? Where can the audience find you?
1: Uh, yep. So all my social media handles are Sarah Connor Music, um, and I've also set up my new website, which is Um So you can um, find me on social media, and also the EP is now um, available on all the usual platforms such as Apple, iTunes, Spotify.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Sarah. It's thank been you for a pleasure, and I think Thanks, you've you. you've got a really um, important voice that people, listeners, really need to hear in hip hop right now.